0: You can see the uh, ratcheting up, the intensification of this Word of God leading us to the cross. And so today we hear a little section from Jeremiah. Now, um, Jeremiah did not want to be a prophet. He fought it. He said to the Lord he was too young. He couldn't do it. And God insisted you can be a prophet. And I will put my words in your mouth. And I will uh, I'll make you a prophet to the nations. And so Jeremiah finally accepted it. He became a prophet to the nations. And yet, at this point in his life, everything is collapsing on him. Everything. It's falling in on him. And he he wants to escape. He's despondent. And yet, even in his weakest moment, he still professes faith in God. And this is, ai think, a great sign to us. This is what our lives of faith are about. You know, I think of the Ukrainian people right now. They're like Jeremiah to the millionth degree. Not just one Jeremiah, but everybody. Four million people leaving their home trying to get out so that they can save their lives and the lives of their children. Um, Complete cities just smashed to the ground. People burned alive. It's, it's, It's grotesque. It's impossible. How can they possibly believe in God? How do they do it in the face of such devastation? I don't know. But I suppose many do and many will. And that may be the only way that they get through this. They may even say, "Uh, Lord, if I die today, I'm still going to put my faith in you, my trust in you, and I believe that you will bring me into eternal life. I would say you'd have to renew that every day in order to stay strong in it. So in the context of this, we get this gospel, and it's worth noting that uh, John's gospel is unique. Matthew, Mark and Luke were written about 70, and John around 110. By this time, there's already 80 years of faith, and the, the, the community of faith of Christians had come to believe some deep things now. And only in John's gospel do we hear Jesus say, "I am in the Father, and the Father is in me." We're one. I've come from the Father. He uses the words, I am, the very words that God used in the burning bush. So only in John do we get almost a definition of Jesus Christ as truly human and truly divine. And it's because, I think, the faith of the community had grown to that point. So whether Jesus said those words exactly, you hear me say this all the time, we don't know. And it doesn't matter, but because what is true now is that the faith of this community had come to believe that thoroughly. And perhaps it was written right back into the words of Jesus so that we hear him speak it. But there's one other beautiful detail I mentioned it in the Facebook page today that I wrote. Um, in all three Gospels, when they come to arrest Jesus in the garden— um, they come and arrest him. There's a slap in the face and, and a threatening of using the sword and depending on the gospel account. But only in John does this happen. When they come to arrest, Jesus comes with some of the guards from the chief priests and the, and the, and the Pharisees. And when they come up to the garden come up to Jesus to arrest him, he says, I am, I am, those words of uh, And the soldiers, everybody falls to the ground. It's as if he knocked them over with those words. Because in John's Gospel, this is the obvious thing that you notice. He's in charge. They don't arrest him. He hands himself over. He gives himself to this death. He accepts the call to be the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He pours out his own blood because Jesus, he is not arrested against his will. He hands himself over. And again, by the time of this gospel, we're beginning to see how the cross is really a part of our life. I'm going say it for these four children. They haven't a clue what they're getting into today. Not a clue. They don't know anything about faith. The littlest ones, they, they know two things, mas leche and mas pampers. That's it. But uh, I see one there that's old enough to understand a few things, but not much. They don't know what it means to follow Jesus Christ. They don't know what it means to look up at that cross and and ask even questions. What's that mean? Who is that? Why is that? Why did he have to be there? But least of all do they say, and Lord, I'm going to follow you there. I understand there will be crosses in my life, and they won't defeat my faith. They'll strengthen my faith. And like you who on the cross, after all that was done to you, instead of hating, you loved and you forgave. That's the power of the cross. So the job of the parents and godparents who are seated here today will be to lead these children um, to understand their faith in a way that they decide intentionally to be lovers and forgivers as often as they can, every single day, all the time, if possible. That's what it means to follow Jesus and to follow his word.